What's up, Knicks Nation? We are live. This was sort of like a random live stream that me and my co-host Chris wanted to uh, come on here, talk some Knicks on this Friday night holiday weekend. This is a Knicks Nation podcast, episode 11, live edition. But first, Chris, what's going on, man? Doing good, man. Here, chilling, ready to talk some Knicks, man. On this holiday weekend, like you said, how's how's it going, Ant? How you feeling? Feeling good, feeling good. Um, season ended a few weeks ago, and it has, you know, honestly, we've had some times to think about things. Obviously, some stuff has come out. Contract extension talk. We'll get into all of that stuff. Um, Evan Fournier's com- um, comments. We'll get into that stuff as well. Obi Toppin. Whether what, what the Knicks do during this draft, they do not have a draft pick in this upcoming draft but i guess i kind of wanted to just recap you know what went down obviously we lost to the miami heat and just just after that everyone just had like a sour mood and it just had a bitter bitter um taste in all of our mouths but the season ended and like it took me a day or two to actually you know reflect on everything and you know everything in my eyes, was pretty much positive, man. Made the second round of the playoffs. Weren't supposed to be there, Chris. Guys took some major steps. And now, you know, we have a whole summer to, you know, reconstruct the roster, uh, trades, maybe trading back in the draft. We'll see, man. But it it took me some time to reflect on everything, man. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, you said it took you a couple of days. It took me a good week, man. (laughs) Yeah. I was, uh, you know, like like every Knicks fan out there, you know, we, we had a couple of those games in our hands. It didn't go our way. But overall, we had a great season. You know, we have Jalen Brunson. I, I miss watching Jalen Brunson pay, play right now. <laughs> I know, um, right? <laughs> and like you said, our young guys took some really good steps. We got lots of experience in the playoffs against a Heat team that, let's be real, they're pushing the Celtics right now to the brink. Yeah. So, you know, all all good all around for us. We'll we'll be back next year, next season. You know, good stuff for us, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, what now? You know, summer plans. The video is called Nick's Summer Plans. Nick's have some decisions to make, Chris, and the decisions are tough ones. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I guess we could start with the manual quickly contract extension. Um, you know, IQ six man of the year runner up, balled his ass off this year. Uh, it was really efficient from the from the field, efficient from three. What what really surprised me, Chris, was Emmanuel Quickly's defense. Right, Emmanuel Quickly was awesome on the defensive end. That was an underrated aspect of his game, and he, he all season long he was efficient. And then obviously come playoff time, he just wasn't the same. But Knicks have a decision about Emmanuel quickly. What do they do with him? I guess I'll throw it to you and then, I mean, I can get my opinion. But I've seen some talks on Twitter. Big task, man. What's going on in the chat? Um, yeah, I miss Brunson too. Yeah, what's going on? Um, I get, I've seen some contract um screenshots on twitter 100 million for manual quickly we've talked about that price range a little bit and we were comfortable before the playoffs about giving Emmanuel quickly 100 million dollars but now we have to you know think about josh hart and his contract extension but i guess would you extend quickly this summer or would you actually wait another year and let him go into restrictive free agency remember the knicks extended rj barrett and didn't wait so would you take the chance and, you know, wait on Emmanuel quickly, or would you extend him this year? That's a, that's a tough one. I mean, I think, I think if the Knicks can sign him early to kind of like a team friendly deal, just considering that, you know, he didn't really perform well in the playoffs, you know, he got hurt. Can't really blame him for being hurt. I mean, it happens, but you know, he's definitely somebody you want to lock up, whether, or not you want to do it now or when he becomes a restricted free agent. Eh, I kind of get scared with restricted free agency. You know, teams can just throw numbers at a player. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if we really want to keep him, which I'm pretty sure the Knicks want to, 
you know, it could be detrimental to us as far as, you know, what else we can do from that point forward, especially if they give him something crazy like, you know, 130, 140. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't see in that, my yeah. opinion, I think they should try to, you know, sign him maybe to like 80 million, four years, 80 million. I mean, that's floating around now. If you could get it a little bit under that, I think that'd be really good for the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, if you can try to low blow him a little bit, you know, maybe, you know, since he had a poor playoff performance, but, you know, if I don't know, man, it, it's tough for me to like, I've, I've been thinking about this for like a week now and it's, it's been on my mind, you know, obviously we want Josh Hart back, we want Emmanuel quickly back, but it's like, I, I'm watching these playoffs and I'm seeing all these guys just come out of the blue and hit tough shots and I'm, I, I just keep thinking about, you know, what if, what if, but. I know Emmanuel quickly had a great year. I know he's a homegrown. Don't forget, he's a homegrown player. So it'd be cool to lock up him. But, you know, I, I would honestly wait another year. Uh, and I know it's risky. I know you can't really do that. I know, you you know, what you just said is true. You know, some of these teams can throw out some crazy numbers. But, you know, Knicks paid R.J. Barrett 100 plus million dollars. They didn't wait. They gave him the contract extension. So, you know, what in regarding Emmanuel quickly, I think it's, you know, what it's because I have Josh Hart on my mind. Because yeah. now that we have Josh Hart and we want to extend Josh Hart, right? I mean, we're going to, so if we extend Josh Hart and let's say we extend Emmanuel quickly, Lamar in the chat, man, what's going on? Um, if we extend um, Josh Hart, Emmanuel quickly, that is essentially like 180 plus million dollars tied up in our bench. Now, I'm not saying maybe Josh Hart can be a starter, but you're talking about Evan Fournier, Emmanuel quickly, Josh Hart. Now, whether or not the Knicks move Fournier, we could talk about that in a bit. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just a bit queasy about that contract, Chris. I just am, man. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it, it is tough. I mean, that's that's the kind of the dilemma we have right now. We have a lot of guys that are, you know, either really good or up and coming and they want their money, you know, <laughs> and no fault to them. But, um, you know, the front office is going to have some tough decisions on their hands, whether, you know, that's letting a guy or two go or, you know, and, I, and going back to somebody like Obi Toppin, you know, it's, it's not a given we're going to, you know, he's going to be here next season. I mean, if they have to dish out, more money for quickly, more money for Hart. You know, it kind of leaves Obi as odd man out, in my opinion. What, what, what do you think about Obi Toppin? I sort of yes. don't think that Obi <laughs> Toppin is going to be a Nick next season. Oh. I don't think that he's going to be a Nick. And it because we want to improve shooting, right? And Obi right. Toppin, what the Knicks made him a straight up three point shooter this season. But if we want to improve somewhere, if they're not going to trade Julius Randle, which I don't think they're going to do, um, but that's been a lot of, you know, a topic of discussion as well, but I don't think personally they're going to trade Julius Randle. I I just think the New York Knicks are going to try to trade Obi Toppin this summer, and they're going to package him with somebody and maybe get, you know, another shooter, another stretch three, another stretch, like, like a three and D wing, that can play multiple positions. But if you want to improve this roster, Chris, if you want to pay Emmanuel quickly, if you want to pay Josh Hart, who are the players that are going are going to be left in the rotation to improve this roster? You're looking at Quinta Grimes, Obi Toppin, Hartenstein still on this team for another year. So you're asking me about Obi now. If you were to if I were to put money on it, I would say Obi Toppin, I think the New York Knicks are gonna move him. Whether whether they try to get back in the first round regarding a draft pick, we don't have a draft pick because the NBA just did us wrong. They gave Dallas Mavericks a pick. But I just think Obi Toppin is that guy. You pair with a, with a first-round pick, and you improve the roster. Um, I know it's not going to be a popular opinion amongst the fan base. Obi Toppin, homegrown guy, hasn't really gotten his opportunity, but that's just my take on it. I if Like, I... I I just don't see him as a Nick next season. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. It hurts me to say, but that's, you know, when you got to pay these guys, there's there's somebody who's just 
has to be cut. And for right now, it seems like Obi Toppin is it because let's be real, you know, for as much as it pained me, Julius Randle, his performance in the playoffs, his his, his lack of hustle, I, I hate to even think about it right now, but, you know, the front office is married. They, they love Julius Randle. Um, and let's not forget, you know, Julius did put up great numbers all NBA season for us. Whether he can show up in the playoffs is another thing, but they're not giving that away for an Obi Toppin who, like you said, hasn't had his chance to actually show what he can actually do. And, you know, when they got Julius Randle there, who's shown, hey, I can put up all NBA numbers. So it sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, let's hit up this chat. Appreciate everyone in the live stream right now dude we're doing a live podcast steven in the chat man what's going on he says iq is better than maxi and he still will get better with time yeah i mean those two are like similar i mean obviously i would you know maxi i would give maxi the slight edge but Emmanuel quickly better defender but maxi to me is a better offensive player than iq lamar in the chat says exactly i don't see him as part of the team moving forward julius randall is here to stay yeah i mean they, he was um, talking about obi Toppin. like we said if you want to pay Emmanuel quickly you want to pay josh hart um uh if you want to keep quentin grimes where is the upgrade coming from you know what were we what were we lacking in the playoffs? shooting yep. shooting was terrible and i know guys underperformed in the in the playoffs in terms of shooting the rock grimes was bad julius Randle was bad um, last game, RJ Barrett, what was he, one for 10 from the field in game six? So yeah. that was tough. Obi Toppin actually played well in game six, and he didn't really get the playing time. <laughs> so yeah. he was hitting shots too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lamar says Grimes and IQ got to be better. They played scared in the playoffs. They will. I mean, I those guys, those guys are young, right? I mean, those guys are just, you know, growing pains with them. I'm sure – the thing that the thing that makes me queasy about giving quickly that money, I mean, I still want to keep him on the Knicks. I still want to have him on the Knicks. Don't get me wrong, but you know what we saw with RJ this past summer, he got paid, and then this season he just took a massive step back. Now he showed signs in the playoffs. He showed signs that the RJ Barrett is still there, but you know, I don't know. I just we're still- no, I. <laughs> I get you. You you're basically you want him to stay moto. You want him to be hungry, yeah. you know? Hungry for that for that uh contract. You know, you want him to play out of his mind. Um I get it. Yeah. That was my biggest gripe with RJ, you know? He went from a season where he was defending, taking on the best player, you know, trying to stop them and and doing pretty damn good at it to, you know, what we saw for most of the regular season this year, which was just no defense. Um yeah. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Those are all the little things you got to think of, you know, before you're signing uh, young players to these contracts. I yeah. mean, fortunate, There's, but <laughs> I mean, if, if anyone deserves the contract, it is Emmanuel quickly because, I, you know, he took tremendous steps forward this season. It's just that the playoffs just left left us, you know, kind of questioning, you know, that extension. I'm just saying, I don't know what the Knicks are thinking in the front office. Maybe they, they're thinking opposite of me. Maybe they're like, hey, man, you quickly, you deserve it. We're going to give you that extension. You're going to be our guy coming in off the bench, backing up Jalen Brunson. As long as Jalen Brunson is here, you're going to be that guy backing up J.B. Steven. And the chat says Obi is, I am guess you're trying to say Obi is the odd man out, even though I like his play, his, his play style. Yeah. I mean, I just don't, you know, like you, um, like you just stated, I just – in terms of improving this roster, who are the guys that are going to get or that are going to go out of the rotation, be traded if the Knicks want to be in this year's first round draft class? Um, obviously, Obi Toppin's name has been linked to the Indiana Pacers, Chris, with Chris Duarte. I don't really like that move. I don't like Duarte's game. But um, Pacers have, I believe, three first round picks in this coming draft. So Obi Toppin's name has been linked to the Indiana Pacers for a while now. So don't be surprised if the Knicks and the Indiana Pacers, you know, they pick up the phone and they do a deal. Yeah, I mean, they were they were talking during the, the season. I mean, like you said, Chris Duarte was one of those targets. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't like that that deal. 
I don't feel like Duarte is that that guy that like if you're trading Obi Top into the Pacers for Duarte yeah. and and a late more. first and a late first round pick, that doesn't move the needle. That doesn't move yeah. the needle at all for me. No. You know, not, I, that's I, I, not I a, like we're it. just taking the pick and then flipping Duarte for something else. But I, I mean, Obi, I would feel Obi has more value than you know a Chris Duarte right now. Especially when this free agent class is like you got guys like Max Struess on the Heat that's going to be available, Gabe Vincent's going to be available, yeah. but he's like a clone of Manuel Quickly, kind of. Even though Vincent's balling out in these playoffs, so you're going to have shooters available. It's just the position, right? Obi Toppin. Let's say you get rid of him, you're going to need a backup for Julius Randle, and that backup's probably going to play ten to fifteen minutes a game. So. We shall see. LV Live, what's going on, man? What's good, man? Just chopping it off live podcast podcast here on this Friday evening. Just chopping it up. Nick's summer plans. Give us your thoughts about, you know, what you guys think the Knicks should do. Whether or not we should give that money to Manuel quickly. Chris is on the side of give him the money. I'm, I'm sort of on the caution side. I'm sort of on the give it another year. Let him go into restricted free agency. And we just shall see. Shall see what should happen. I mean, this new CBA is, is interesting because it's going to prevent a lot of teams from, you know, building these super teams. It's going to prevent a lot of these superstars from teaming up together. So whether or not you think the New York Knicks have an advantage in that aspect is also an interesting wrinkle. Um, obviously, yeah. you have names. We already see the names, right? Um, um, Steven in the chat says, get Buddy Heald for Obi Toppin. That I like. Buddy Heald is... Um, forty percent three point shooter, knockdown three point shooter. We need a guy like that, but we have Josh Hart, right? That's if you want Josh Hart, and if you want Emmanuel quickly, and if you're bringing in Buddy Healed, <laughs> where are these guys gonna yeah. play? I mean, that's my little dilemma. And then you're keeping Quentin Grimes in a starting lineup. Yeah, it's not enough playing time for everybody, you know. And we know Tom Thibodeau loves to shorten his rotations, but I do like that. I, I do like Buddy Healed. That's a name I haven't heard. I mean, that's that's actually a really good one. I would I would like that. But like you said, it's hard to slot them in with with all these guys we got. Yeah, it it, it it's hard. But um, I guess we can move on here. So we're coming up with we came up with topics before the podcast. So now we move to Josh Hart. Josh Hart came in from Portland, traded to the Knicks. Excellent. I mean, his style of play is exactly what we needed, exactly what we were missing. A lot of um, contract um, talks are being floated around that he might get $17, $18 million a year, $80 million over four to five years. Um, I would do that. I would do that for Josh Hart. Compared to you're, you're seeing because the, con the, the NBA cap is only going to keep going up, right? So, yep. You're going to, I mean, it's tough, man, because I'm saying I would give that for Josh Hart, but I would wait another year for him, man, you quickly. But, you know, Josh Hart's impact was, I think, what a training camp and, you know, uh, a role for him. Maybe he stays on the bench. Maybe he slides into the starting lineup. If the Knicks were to decide to move Quentin Grimes along with Obi Toppin and solidify their young youth with R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. And maybe you maybe move two of the young guys for another another player, another another star. Maybe you would package um, Grimes, Obi, and a bunch of our first round picks for somebody. Um, then that would justify giving Emmanuel quickly the money. That would you would give Josh Hart the money because I think Josh Hart. I do think the Knicks should lock him up this summer, Chris. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he, the way he just came into this team, he was like a perfect fit for us. You know, just the burst of energy playing with the bench unit pushing the tempo it was it was awesome josh hart he's somebody i would try to lock up as soon as possible you don't want another team to even get in the the running for him but i just think he's too valuable for us i mean you saw it in the playoffs this guy gave his all and that's exactly what we need we need players that want to come in play tough play smart you know he's just the perfect player for us and I think, you know, 75, what were they saying? 75, 80 mil for Josh yeah, Hart? Yeah, give or take. 75, I, I 80 would, mil. 
I, I would do it. I would do it. He's, he's worth worth it. You know, he does the little things that don't show up on the box score. But even, even in the playoffs, you saw he can get his buckets, you know. He could shoot, too. It's points, just that points. he was too many times in the playoffs. I think he was hesitant a lot. And he's not yeah. like he's a bad shooter. Like, he's not granted he's not a knockdown shooter, but he could shoot the rock. And he just had to have that confidence in the playoffs. He just – this was his first time in the playoffs. So, a lot of a lot of these guys, this was their first time in the playoffs. So, Josh R was hesitant, like really hesitant in the in the Cavs series and the, especially in the Miami Heat series. Too many yeah. pump fakes. Too many pump fakes. <laughs> he just needed to relax and shoot the rock. But Lamar says, yep, give IQ another year. I'm not paying him $80 million. So, you know – we have some of that and like, you know, he agrees with me. So, but yeah, back to Josh Hart. Um, I do think they do that and whether or not they want to do both is, is my question. Like whether or not the New York Knicks really want to spend 80 million for Josh Hart and a hundred plus million for Manu quickly and really solidify your bench. But you just really have to, what get what gets us over the next home? Who is that next player that gets us over the next time? Because obviously this team, in my opinion, reached its ceiling, right? Maybe we ran into a great – look, the Miami Heat are playing out of their mind right now. But in my opinion, this team has reached their ceiling. Second round of the playoffs, which is great. I mean, considering what we went through this whole past season, second round of the playoffs is amazing. I'm not throwing shit at that at all. But who gives – who gets us to that next level? And I guess for me is Josh Hart and Emmanuel quickly. Is that your long-term answer coming in off the bench, backing up Jalen Brunson and whoever you want your shooting guard to be? I mean, there's been talks of Bradley Beal. Uh, I'm not touching that contract, but uh, Damian Lillard. I don't see Damian Lillard and, and, and um, Jalen Brunson working. That That's just a bad defensive backcourt right there. So, I mean, I guess if, I would Josh Hart. I would give the money to, but but Chris. I mean, this summer, there's going to be granted. This free agent class isn't really that great. Um, you have guys like Fred Van Vliet. It's already been rumored to go to the Lakers, and um, obviously you have shooters available. But to me, they have to look within their organization first. You know, they have to obviously figure out whether or not they want to resign. Manu quick, I mean, resign Josh Hart, and I do think they do. There's, we're already seeing reports that, you know, it's pretty much a done deal. And the Manu quickly situation. So, you know, it's for me, it's like I don't see who that next player is available right now. I mean, do you yeah. see who that is? Because I don't see it. Not, not yet. I mean, you know, you got the rumors floating around with some of these big names that, you know, they're saying the Knicks might go after. Guys like Joel Embiid is being mentioned. You know, we got Jalen Brown, um, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, you know. Okay, but so, to me, you're not, sorry you're not getting those guys without giving away like half of your roster. You know. Okay, sorry <laughs> to cut you off, Joel Embiid. If Joel Embiid yeah. is available, would you go after him? <laughs> that's that's a tough question. <laughs> Part, I mean, part of me wants to say yes, but then part of me wants to say no because, again, like the pieces you're going to have to give up for it. You're going to have to give up everybody. You're going to have to yeah. give up. It's going to be Grimes, RJ, you know, quickly, Obi. No, I don't think all, it's going to. And, and, the thing is, the Knicks have to. We have our point guard, right? We finally have our point guard. We finally have our superstar on our team. We finally have a guy on our team. That will take us to the promised land. He did it in Dallas. He took Dallas to the Western Conference Finals. He did it with us. He took us damn near forced a game seven. Damn near won the game by himself. Was simply amazing. To me, you build around Jalen Brunson. I agree. Obviously, you want to fulfill your team with great pieces. You know, the Josh Hart's, the Manuel Quickly's. um, But Joel Embiid. That's a player. I get it, the injuries, but I just, I just love that combo. And in my head, I'm thinking about Jalen Brunson and Joel Embiid. I'm just, I just don't, I don't see Philadelphia trading with the New York Knicks. But it's like if if that guy is available, the New York Knicks haven't made the decision. If that next superstar is available, Joel Embiid, yeah. 
yes, I would do that. Um, me personally, I would do that. Um, but if Carl Anthony Towns, I wouldn't do that because I don't, I just feel like he's not that guy. Joel Embiid just won an MVP. And I know he's always hurt year after year after year in the playoffs, but you got to take risks, man. Um, you got to take risks. I mean, you're talking about uh, Joel Embiid, you know, being hurt, and I'm I'm the one trying to push for Paul George to join the Knicks, you know? I, that's another. Paul George and Jalen Brunson, sign me up for that, man. I know, again, I know he's he gets hurt a lot, but I just think he would slide in perfectly on this team, man. He would. Gives you the defense, and we all know he can hit some crazy shots. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I would go after Paul George first if he was available, but it depends if the Clippers are blowing it up. Um, they're moving into a new arena, I think, next season. So do they want to blow it up? Who knows? But you pair um, Paul George with Brunson and Randall. That's a team to be reckoned with as well. Let's hit on some of these comments here. Sorry, I missed all you guys. Um, blah, blah, blah. The direction should be getting Julius Randle off the team so Obi Toppin can shine. That's from Darren Gale in the chat. Your thoughts, Chris? I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) I know I just said before, you know, Julius Randle, you know, all NBA. But, you know, I would love to see Obi get the shine he deserves, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think... A lot of Knicks fans are not going to be happy if Obi Toppin gets moved this summer. Julius Randle stays on the team. But let's not forget Randle got hurt. I know that closeout game, game <laughs> six, was just – he checked out in the playoffs, man. I'm not going to lie to you. He checked out it's defensively. It's unfor- to me. Yeah. I mean, he had that big game too. Don't forget that. But, yeah, Randle just – I just didn't like the body language at all. Bradley Beal is not a winning player. No thanks. That's from Steven. There are a lot of reports saying that Washington might blow it up. So Bradley Beal might be available. But I, I want to say Bradley Beal is not a winning player because he just has he just hasn't had anything in Washington. Um Big Taz says Jer- Jeremy Grant. That's a name to be looking for. But the Knicks don't have cast space to sign him. Yeah. So I feel I feel like Jeremy Grant is 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 a lot similar to uh, Randall, in a sense. I think they're they're pretty similar as players. Yeah, Darren says I think Grimes is untouchable as well. Big Tass says no to no to Embiid. A lot of no's to Joel Embiid here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm on an island. I mean, he has ties to you know the same agency a lot of the Knicks players are from. I mean, yeah. Who know? Who knows? It could happen. Steven says Knicks needs Shaq Gilders, Algajanja. Only one can wish, Steven. Yeah, we could have drafted him. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Another please don't get a bead. Oh boy, yeah. So that's it's looking like a not of a not a great. <laughs> not a great. tell us in the tell us why. Besides, you know he can't stay healthy. That's a main <laughs> has to be man. more. Lamar Jackson says Paul George cannot stay healthy. You know, we're naming well, Paul George, Joel Embiid. These guys can't stay healthy. I get it. But, hey, yeah, especially coming to the Knicks with Tom Thibodeau as our head coach, you really think they're going to stay <laughs> healthy? You really think Tom Thibodeau is going to allow Joel Embiid to load manage throughout the season? <laughs> I don't think that's going to hey, happen. It might keep them healthy, man. That's probably the reason why uh, they keep getting hurt. Load management. Uh. AJ says Cat's contract is crazy. Yes. Um, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns' contract is crazy. And if you're getting Carl Anthony Towns, like he's like a, I want to say he's a clone of Julius Randle, but those two are like this, like similar players. So unless you're moving Julius Randle, that's sort of like a lateral move. Like you're getting rid of Julius Randle, you're bringing in Carl Anthony Towns. Then what? Like, do you, like, would you, does that make us better? Does that make our team better? Unless they... I don't, I don't think it moves the needle. I mean, because like you said, I don't see how they could coexist if they were this, you know, on the same team. But I guess it would be dependent on, on, what, on what happened. Do you move Julius in that case? 
And if you move him, what do you get back? I mean, I guess it's possible we could be better with Carl Anthony Towns over Julius Randle, but then his contract, you know, that who, who what can you do after that? Nothing. Um, <laughs> the thing about the Knicks is you have to look at their um, roster and say they really don't really have a bad contract on the roster, so to speak. You know, Mitchell Robinson signed that four-year, $60 million deal. Dominant versus the Cavs. That looked like a bargain. Derrick Rose is coming off, coming off the books. The situation with Josh Hard. Hardenstein got one more year left. Obi Toppin has his his um extension eligible like Emmanuel quickly. Grimes has one more year left until he's extension eligible. Um, Brunson's contract is amazing. It's descending. R.J. Barrett, you know, took a step back this season, but um, three more years left on his deal, twenty five million. Um, starting next season, so. Yeah, Cat's contract, like, if you're getting rid of Carl Anthony Towns, like, and that's been a rumor, man. Um, I've been hearing that a lot, you know, especially from reporters. Obviously, we have the links with CAA, Leon Rose. It's always going to come back to CAA. It's always going to come back to that agency, Chris. And yep. Anthony Towns, part of CAA, I do not want Carl Anthony Towns. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I've loved that in the comments. They're just like, no, no Cat. I mean, we'll see. I'm like, again, another CAA. You know, you just don't know with these guys. Yeah. It could happen. <laughs> Lamar Jackson says, I'll take Kuzma over Beal. Yeah, I would too. The thing is, Knicks don't really have that much cap space this summer. They're going to have to figure out um, what to do with Evan Fournier. I guess we could talk about Evan Fournier, Chris. So yeah. after the season, Evan Fournier got interviewed by Knicks reporters. And... It's not really reading in between the lines if a player is just flat out saying, I'm going to get traded. So Evan Fournier was asked, I guess, um, hold on, let me pull up the exact quote. But essentially he was asked, like, how do you think your tenure as a New York Knick came to an end? Like, how do you think um, everything panned out? And he basically said that I don't think I'm going to be here next year. Um, I think I'm going to be traded. Obviously, the team thinks we're going. I'm going to move in another direction. So, if he's saying that, Chris, if Evan Fournier, a player, is saying I'm going to be traded, I feel like that's not being talked about a lot because yeah. maybe his agent got to Leon Rose, maybe Leon Rose got to his agent and said, "You're not going to be on the team next year." So, pack it up, kid. Um, it sucks <laughs> how far Evan Fournier has fallen. It sucks that. We signed him and it didn't pan out. Obviously, he has a year left on his deal. But if Evan Fournier, the player himself, is telling us that he's going to be traded, then something is in the works. Something has to be in the works for that to be done. Yeah, I I think, I mean, I think he kind of uh, let that slip. Well, maybe not. He's probably pissed off, to be honest. But um I think there's more to that, you know. He's they like you said, he's probably got it to his agent. His agent's like, yo, Knicks are working something, you know, ahead of time. You're probably gonna be traded here or there. Where here or there is, it's it's gonna be interesting, man. Yeah, I have I have another um cat is a Randall clone. No <laughs> Embiid and no cat. Um so yeah. Uh <laughs> okay, so here is the exact quote from Evan Fournier there is no way they're going to keep me I would be very surprised if they did my season has been over for a very long time this officially is the end but my season was over a very long time ago it took me a good month to understand that and then he says um obviously there are going to be changes and I'm going to be traded so Evan Fournier is saying that he's going to get traded. Whether the New York Knicks have to attach a first-round pick to get rid of him, they're probably going to have to do that. And that's going to suck because we've done that with Kemba, and now we're doing that with Evan Fournier, the two guys that we signed in the same summer. We have to attach assets in order to get rid of them. But Evan Fournier could be involved in a bigger deal. You know, he could be a salary matcher. 
because his salary is big enough where he can be thrown into a deal and um, the, New York, the New York Knicks can obviously upgrade their roster. Obviously, you would have to attach maybe an Obi Toppin to an Evan Fournier. First round pick, Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, get someone else in here, a shooter. But I feel like that wasn't talked about a lot because um, Evan Fournier essentially said he's not going to be on this team next year. Year and he has one more year left. Yeah, I mean he he basically sounded like he was definitive on that. Like there's no way I'm gonna be here, and whether that means he's gonna make it, you know, difficult for the Knicks and force a trade or something like that. Who knows? But like I think there's definitely something in the works there. Um, they must have told him something, whether his agent and then he got word of it or not. Um, you know. It would suck to have to attach a pick to Evan Fournier just to get rid of him because, like you said, we had to do it with Kemba. But I think the route the Knicks want to go is if they can include him in some sort of deal as filler, you know, I maybe that, not yeah. just a dump with a pick, you know. I, I think that would be the best bet, and hopefully that's that's what happens. But it does sound like something is in the works if you read between the lines. Yeah. Um. So I do think they'll use him as a filler. I do think the Knicks are going to try to get in this draft. I really do. I think they're going to trade with the Pacers. I think they're going to try to get at the end of the, the Pacers have a lot of picks in three. I think three first round picks in this draft. So, you know, whether or not the, the Knicks use Fournier and Obi Toppin and try to get in um, at this draft. But I don't know. I'm kind of rethinking that because why would you get in? Why would you get? Why would you trade into this draft if that player is not going to essentially play for you? You know, yeah, that's that's what I'm, I'm thinking, too. But I mean, they did say this was a deep uh, draft class, you know, but yeah. And the Knicks are good picking in the 20s. So, yeah, I think at this point, chance. though, at just achieving what we achieved, you know, second round of the playoffs and all that. I do find it hard to think that they're going to find a time for a, a younger player, considering they couldn't find time for Obi, you know, so. Yeah, but. Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Big Tass says, I feel bad for Evan Fournier. He played like trash this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did. Um, we started off with Fournier, Derek Rose. Both of them just played like absolute garbage. What's up, everybody in the chat? Reset in the room. We're just recording a live podcast. If you haven't done so already, hit that thumbs up button. Really helps out the channel algorithm. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the channel as well. Join us here in a chat. We're recording a live podcast. This is episode 11 um, about the Knicks summer plans. Just chopping it up, um, giving our thoughts about what we think the New York Knicks should do. NBA draft is next month. The Knicks don't have a draft pick in this coming draft because the NBA gave it to the Dallas Mavericks. Shame on you, Adam Silver. I mean, Adam Silver got it. Got it. He has his hands full anyway with John Morant. So, um, Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, so next year, the Knicks, you know, next year, Chris, the Knicks possibly could have, I think, three or four first round picks next year's draft. I think we own a Wizards pick and we own um, we own our own pick. Now we have the Dallas pick again. And I think there's another pick that I'm missing. But we possibly it's probably they're probably not all. I think two of them are like most likely not going to convey. But <laughs> next year in the brawny in the brawny draft. Knicks could possibly have four first round picks. And then we're going to get the, the on to the Knicks. Start the LeBron James <laughs> to the New York Knicks rumors next summer. Let's go. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that because I think I saw an article the other day talking about, uh, you know, oh, if Le- LeBron leaves the Lakers, the Knicks are the favorites to land them. Hey, Vegas Just knows. Like, oh, yeah. Vegas knows go. something, man. Start the LeBron James rumors to the Knicks. 23 years later. Let's go. Too late. It's too late. Right. <laughs> I said 20, 13 years later. My math is all messed <laughs> up. Um, but, yeah. So, Knicks could just kick the can down the road again. Last last summer, we got Brunson. We got our guy. Kick the can down the road and regroup and just, you know, build – Little like I mean, kind of build. I mean, kind of improve the roster, but not drastically improve the roster. They could go that route. They could. I mean, that that is a good point. I mean, what what do you think? Like, 
would you run it back or is this the off season to add a big piece? Okay. Is um, it do or die? Basically? I'll answer that question. Um, let, me, <laughs> let me head up these comments. Let me head up these. My Alexa's going off. Let me head up these comments first. Steven says, Dibs should have played Fournier in game five against the Heat. I was so mad. That's why I wanted Tom Thibodeau gone. I was surprised that he didn't go to Derrick Rose or Evan Fournier. Even when Emmanuel quickly went down, I was surprised that he didn't throw that wrinkle in of maybe Derrick Rose, Fournier, just to give, you know, a little wrinkle in the game plan, a little, you know, hiccup yeah. in the Miami Heat's game plan. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I was surprised to not see a Rose. I thought for sure we were going to see Derrick Rose. I mean, let alone just for the fact that he could break down, you know, the defense, get into the paint, and, you know, maybe get a couple open looks for us. But, um, you know, these are two guys that haven't played for a while, and I guess Tibbs just didn't feel the need to bring them in. It sucks, but that's that. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, Steven says bring Novak back. Let's go. This count double check. <laughs> you know it's funny, man. Novak really used that. <laughs> yeah, man. Like we're. I'm watching Duncan Robinson, and it's crazy because the Miami Heat benched Duncan Robinson majority of the season. He didn't play, and everyone was talking about how bad that contract is. And now he's like this playmaker, knockdown shooter for the team. It's crazy. But um, reality. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Lamar Jackson says facts. I guess he was talking about LeBron. That's facts. We had LeBron on this team, and we would smoke Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but back to your question, Chris. You asked me whether or not do I think the New York Knicks are going to improve. Should they drastic? What was your question again? Should they drastically improve this summer, or should we wait? Yeah, I was just, you know, wondering. Would you want the Knicks to kind of run it back with the way as is? Maybe, you know, get a you know, a decent, you know, player in somebody like a three and D type, not a, not an all-star type or anything like that. Just kind of run it back the way it was. Or is it do or die and the Knicks should make a big splash, try to sign, you know, a big name? Like, would you be upset if the Knicks just ran it back? I just put up a poll in the chat. Should the New York Knicks just run it back, not make any changes Keep the same roster, re-sign Josh Hart, re-sign Emmanuel quickly, stay status quo. I just put up the, yeah. qu the quote in the chat, and we'll see how that's doing within the next five minutes. But I, I, I don't, I, I, I can't see them running it back. I just can't. I, I feel like we got a taste of what it's like in the second round of the playoffs. We got a taste of what we need. Obviously, we need better playoff performances from Julius Randle if Julius Randle is going to stay on this team. Um, I mean, I guess we can talk about that soon, too. But um, but I, I do think the Knicks will improve in little areas, whether that's improving, sort of improving the shooting guard and Obi Toppin. But I do think the Knicks will probably give Quentin Grimes another year starting and see how that goes. Grimes was another one, had that amazing play against Jimmy Butler during the playoffs, yep. got hurt, fell on the floor, limping, oh, my leg, my leg, guards Jimmy Butler, steals a rock. That was it. That moment gave me chills. I mean, I, I rewatched that. That, that. Was <laughs> yeah, that was his Knicks moment. That was his Knicks moment right there. I, yeah, I do, I do think the Knicks give Quentin Grimes another year to start. And then – if he doesn't improve, then obviously they will look to upgrade that position next season. But I do think in order to improve shooting, maybe a stretch four, a knockdown three-point shooter, um, sort of like I'm just throwing names, Max Struess, Hauser on the Celtics, even though Hauser doesn't really play that much. A, a three-point shooter that shoots 40 to 45% coming in off the bench, I do think Obi Toppin will be the odd man out. And I do think the New York Knicks will trade Obi Toppin this summer. Um, maybe package him with Evan Fournier. Obi Toppin, package him with a pick and maybe get in or maybe open up cap space and get in a three-point shooter and improve the roster in increments. That's where I think the Knicks go because I don't see them giving up on Quentin Grimes yet. Yeah. No, I think I think Grimes, I mean, he's he says second-year player. He, he has a lot of 
I mean, he's shown a lot of promise for the short time that he's he's been here. And, you know, he's only going to get better with his shooting. I know it was pretty spotty in the playoffs, but I think he's another guy that's that's part of the solution. And, you know, he's not somebody you want to get rid of, at least not at this point. Don't but, forget. Yeah. I, don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't forget. Sorry. What, say what you're going to say. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. Don't forget Quentin Grimes, man, to end the season. Baller. Yeah. This guy yeah. was over 20 points in, like, what, five straight games? He was averaging over 20 points, shooting, like, 44% from three. First time in the playoffs. Again, I keep I keep coming back to that. I keep saying that. Josh Hart's first time in the playoffs. Grimes is first time in the playoffs. Look, these are growing pains. I know we want more that we went through the second round. I know we want to get to that next point. We're so close. So close. But um, I do think we give Quentin Grimes another year. And I do think we improve. Um, and I do think that Obi Toppin, look, if you're Obi Toppin, right, why would you want to, in a, in a year where you see the same, in, in a year where you see Emmanuel quickly about to get $100 million, why would you want to stay if you're only going to play 10 to 15 minutes a game and not show what you're capable of? Why wouldn't you, if you're, in, if you're Obi Toppin and his agent, you're going to clearly want to go somewhere where you can play more and get more playing time. It's just my yeah. opinion about that whole situation, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I mean, Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin, it's, it's no secret they're tight. I mean, you know, he must be looking at Emmanuel quickly and he's like, hey, man, you're getting all these minutes. You know, you're, you're, you're showing what you can do. Meanwhile, you know, Obi gets on the court, he could hit two or three three-pointers and gets pulled for no reason. I know that he it has to frustrate him to no end. Yeah. And the sad reality is the Knicks are married to Julius Randle no matter what he's doing on the court. So unless something changes and there's something we don't know of going into this offseason, you know, I have a hard time thinking OB's not going to want to leave, you know? So, yeah. I do think that he's the guy that the Knicks um, ultimately trade with Fournier and maybe, you know, get somebody else in here. Let me hit up these... um. Comments in the chat. Rod Day says get rid of R.J. Barrett and Tom Thibodeau. So he wants R.J. Barrett gone and Tom Thibodeau gone. Keep quickly, he says. So keep Emmanuel quickly, but get rid of R.J. Barrett and Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> Steven in the chat says the Knicks should make a big splash. We are in the driver's seat this time. We make the moves, not them. Jalen Brunson is the driver. Um, Steven, um, what's your splash? I want to hear your splash. I want to hear you guys' splash. Let's look at this poll. Only nine votes in. Should the Knicks run it back? 67% say no. 33% of you say yes. So Knicks fans want to improve this team, and I do think they will improve this team. Um, not drastically. Um, maybe Dallas, maybe if the Dallas Mavericks, maybe if they're crap, crappy another year. Maybe, hey, Luka Doncic, hello. <laughs> Yeah, they did ask him, "Hey, how how badly do you miss Jalen Brunson?" <laughs> and he and that was the first time he, he slid up a room in a smile, right? Yep, yep. He heard Jalen Brunson, and all he can do was smile. Big Taz says the Knicks can't afford to waste the talent of Jalen Brunson while he's in his prime. Chris, we signed Brunson to a four-year deal, right? Three more years left. I believe he's twenty-six. He's right in his prime. Yeah. Hey, man. I yeah. I agree with Big Taz too. You know that's that's yeah. another thing. You know you we want to wait till these guys develop, but then again we have Jalen Brunson right in his prime. Yeah, I mean Brunson again. He he showed us in the playoffs that I mean this guy's an all star. He's a superstar. I'm sorry, Jalen Brunson deserved to be all star. He deserved to be All NBA. This guy single handedly basically, you know. Well, I I can't say anything more about Jalen Brunson, but bro, he was amazing. He definitely, yeah, he he. You got to build around this guy. Yeah. It's not Julius Randle's team anymore. This is all about Jalen Brunson now. We need to get Jalen. We got to get shooters around Jalen Brunson. Simple as that. Shooters and and good defenders. Yeah. Darren in the chat says we have a lockdown shooter in Grimes if he gets at least fifteen shots a game. That's what also pissed me off about Quentin Grimes this summer. It's not Quentin Grimes' fault, but the Knicks just 
there were too many games, even in the playoffs, where he shot two, three, four yeah. times. Like, you're a shooting guard. Yeah. And that falls on the coach. That's Tom Thibodeau right there not getting Quentin Grimes involved. So, Darren, appreciate you in the chat commenting as always. Steven says Grimes was so bad in the playoffs, but I understand it's his first playoff appearance. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, again, though, a lot of these guys, even though it was their first playoff, you know, experience and whatnot, unfortunately, and I know every team is banged up, but, you know, unfortunately, we had a lot of our guys get hurt, like right as the playoffs were starting or right, you know, towards the end of it. It just it was a shame. Like Grimes had the shoulder to deal with and it completely took him off rhythm. So I, I give Grimes a pass. I mean. Yeah. Even with all that, he showed up and he he defended his ass off. So, yeah, I mean, shout out to Quentin Grimes. AJ in the chat says, "I think Obi Tarpin starts next season if we trade Julius Randle." So you would essentially have a starting lineup of Jalen Brunson, Grimes, Barrett, Obi. Well, no, you wouldn't have that if you trade Julius Randle. You're obviously getting another star in return or another. What is Julius Randle's value around the NBA? <laughs> you know, so I was actually I was talking to some friends about that, and um, friends of another team. I was actually just kind of giving like feelers out there. Hey, what do you, what do you think about Julius Randle? You know, and they would say, Yeah, he's a good player, but he tries to fight his own teammates, and he tries to do this, and he doesn't give effort. You know. So it's like, you know, I feel like, of course, the Knicks get the all-star, all-NBA player that has no trade value whatsoever, in my opinion. You know, just our luck, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think Nick, um, the Knicks will keep Julius Randle. But, um, yeah, just put up another poll in the chat. Should the New York Knicks go after Carl Anthony Towns? It's probably 100%. 100%, though. <laughs> but we're seeing the Carl Anthony Town rumors out there, and they're gaining steam. I wouldn't say they're gaining steam, but I'm just seeing them a lot. He was at the Yankee game the other day, and I'm like, why is Carl Anthony Towns at a Yankee game? Like, I get it. He's from the area, but yeah, weird. Um, oh, you know, one thing I will say that I've been seeing uh, rumors about, too. They're talking about potentially the Knicks could try to go after Mikael Bridges from the Nets. I don't see that happening. Even though I don't see the Nets doing it, there was something going on on social media between uh, Brunson, Hart, and uh, Bridges. But we know those guys are tight. Could have been anything, but, you know, there's going to spin it into trade rumors no matter what. Yeah. So uh, I don't I don't see that the Brooklyn Nets trading Bridges across the bridge to pair him with Brunson. I, I would love I would I love would it, too. Love don't get me wrong. <laughs> Um, also, um, what's in this summer is going to be, I was listening to the Brian Windhorst podcast and he was talking about that picks three, four, five could be available in this summer in this draft, excuse me. So the Rockets pick, um, the Dallas Mavericks could be music, could be, could be moving their pick. Obviously they want to improve with Kyrie and they want to improve with, um, Luka Doncic. So this summer, I mean, this draft, this upcoming draft, we might see some movement in the first round. Especially in the high draft. I mean, the three, four, five. So, hey, I mean, we could see a lot of movement this summer. And just wanted to throw that out there for you guys. And um, let me just hit on what else we wanted to talk about tonight. Okay. Um, I wanted to play the efficiency game. Call it the efficiency game, right? So, in the NBA, I mean, in the playoffs, we were inefficient, right? You would say we were inefficient. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some names and I'm I want you to just say inefficient or efficient. All right. So Jalen so Jalen Brunson. Efficient. Quentin Grimes. Inefficient. RJ Barrett. Efficient. <laughs> really? <laughs> efficient. I would say I would say Barrett oh, for the it? most part inefficient. We talking about whole season or just playoffs? Uh I mean overall so far, I mean for, from what we've seen so far from Barrett, you know the hot and cold nature of Barrett. I mean, hey, you say efficient though. So Julius Randle. Yeah, I like I mean playoffs for Barrett. I like efficient, but 
whole season. Yeah, it drove me insane. Um, Julius Randle, inefficient. Inefficient, but still was able to drop 25 and 10, be third team all NBA. Josh Hart. Efficient. Efficient. Emmanuel quickly. Inefficient. He was efficient during the season, but you, you, what? What? I guess the, my point in this whole, you know, little game, um, Brunson efficient, Grimes was inefficient during these playoffs. Barrett was was great in the playoffs. Um, Hart was good for the most part. Randall was inefficient, and you had um, who else am I missing here? Quickly inefficient in the playoffs. Yep. So, you know, sometimes it just comes down to making your shots, right? It's so simple like i hate that it comes down to that but sometimes it just comes yeah. down to making your shots yeah we we spoke about that too we were like we were even saying during the series we were just like man we're due for a game where we just play a Knicks brand of basketball where we're hitting our shots that we normally hit and it only happened for brunson unfortunately <laughs> but yeah i mean it's usually the team that gets hot at the right time right and, and we're seeing that you know right now it's the heat yeah, and we'll see if the Heat can get it done tomorrow. Um, but that's, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> if the Celtics <laughs> come back from that, that'll be crazy. Darren in the chat says, oh, let me get to Steven. Randall is selfish. Selfish player. We don't need that on our team. Trade him while his value is high. A-S-A-P. So Julius Randall has been a hot topic here. Um, but I've stated and Chris has stated, a lot of Knicks fans want him to be traded. Um that kind of rhymed. That kind of rhymed. That was cool. But um, yeah. I mean, what are your what do you what are your thoughts about Julius Randle? I mean, it's really a touchy subject when it comes to you know talking about him because it's maddening, right? He can be so great and then he can be so bad. Um, there was too many possessions where he was just lazy, taking possessions off in playoff games. He just obviously he had that comment um after game what was it three or four. He said they wanted it more. So, yeah. Yeah. Julius Randle. Yeah, I mean, I was one of them. I was pissed off at Julius Randle. Just the effort he gave the last game, just the shots he was taking, you know, his body language, the effort. That was the, the biggest thing for me. Is It was the effort. Yeah. For me, it was just if you can't get up for the second round of the playoffs in an elimination game, what else is there to get up for, you know, in my opinion, you know, um, I was pissed off. I wanted Julius Randle out off the team. You know, I just whatever it took. I didn't care if he dumped him for a bag of chips at that point. But when I finally, uh, you know, took a step back, you know, it's hard to replace the numbers Julius Randle's put up throughout the regular season, whether or not, you know, you want to label him as, you know, he's just a regular season guy. You know, you still can't discount being an all-star and having an all-NBA season. I mean, could he be the number one guy, the number two guy even on the on this team? I don't think so. Uh, number three, yes. So there is a future I could see where it works with Julius Randle. But, I mean, if there is a way to move him and get something, you know, a com comparable player, I would say yes. But, again... If you're not moving him for somebody that's going to be an all-star or at least all-NBA, do you really want to move him and lose that production, no matter how uh, how it comes? I guess the way I look at it is, do you move Julius Randle and just simply put all your move all your chips in the table with Jalen Brunson, build around Brunson, and keep the core, Barrett, keep the young guys, and move Randle kind of... I wouldn't say improve, but kind of match his numbers or maybe get a couple of players that fit our offense better. Maybe we're a better team. Um, maybe we would have beat the Heat because Randall essentially, I mean, we, we've seen his field goal percentage numbers in the playoffs. We've seen his three-point percentage numbers in the playoffs. Granted, it's always it's only been two times that he's been in the playoffs, but the Hawks series, he was bad efficient-wise. This season, he was bad efficient-wise. Um, some players just can't get up for the moment you just can't get up for the big moment so Knicks have to ask themselves is Knicks have to ask them, themselves is whether or not you want to add 
to Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson and maybe get a third star. Um, take advantage of Jalen Brunson's contract. Take advantage of whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, Julius Randle's contract isn't all that bad considering he was third team all NBA. Um, or whether or not you would want to trade Julius Randle and like I just said, and build around Brunson and the core. So I feel like the Knicks have to come to those crossroads soon. And the more as the more time goes on, you know Randall's really close in the front office. You know, he really has um he's really close to Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau's always getting Julius always protecting his guys. That's one thing I love about Tibbs. He's always protecting his guys. Um never calling anyone out. But there was times when you would want Dibs to say something um, about Julius Randle. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so I feel like the Knicks have to come three more years left to Brunson. And I I'm, I feel confident that, like, in, a, in another couple of years, we'll re-sign Brunson, and he's probably going to get more than what he's getting now. But I feel like regarding Randle, the Knicks either have to trade him and build around Brunson and build around their core, keep the core, and – Maybe keep Obi, but just get another star alongside Brunson that would possibly fit better. Or you would keep Brunson, keep Randall, trade everyone else around them. Not everyone, but most of the guys around them to get a Paul George, to get a Bradley Beal, to get a um, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid and Julius Randall are best friends. I mean, they're really close. Yeah. So just... Do you see us being a title contender with Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and Joel Embiid with possibly not a lot of guys around them? Or do you see us being a title contender with Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes, Mitchell Robinson, um, whoever they get for Julius Randle? I don't know. Um, who would they get? Like, uh, it's so it's so tough to to to, to um. Try to that's the tough part, to plug in somebody in there. Yeah. Um it'll probably be multiple guys and multiple picks. You know, I don't think they'll get like a star in return. So yeah. that was that was my little take on that. Yeah. And then that's my point on it. You know, I don't think if you trade a, a Randall, you're not getting like a com at least stat wise, you're not getting a comparable return. You know, it'll be multiple guys that maybe add up to something similar, but you know. I just think Randall's here to stay, at least yeah. at this point. Same. Giancarlo Delara in the chat says, Randall did show effort in Game 5 of the Cavs series before getting hurt. Game 5 of the Cavs series, that first half, Chris, that was beast mode Julius Randall. He was body bodying the Cleveland Cavaliers. That was probably the best half I've seen the New York Knicks play. Um yeah. And that's, and that's I guess good, that's what pauses everything, right? Yeah, that's that's again a good point. You know, that's another another thing. You know, did you how hurt was Julius Randle? You know, during the the Heat series, because again in the regular season, I I know it's the regular season, but Julius Randle manhandled the Heat many times. Yeah. So how how badly was Julius Randle hurt? Manhandled the Heat a lot. Of, like yeah, uh, yeah. And Cavs series, he was, for the most part, good. Um, game two, when he came back, Knicks needed that game. Remember, Knicks were down 0-1 to the Miami Heat. Needed that game. Randall came back, and I believe he had 25-10. and 10, And he was, I think he had, like, he almost had a triple-double, I think, that game, too. He looked good. He looked good that game. So, and then I think he re-hurt himself. So, hey, I do think the Knicks will, you know, build around Randall and Brunson and try to get some guy, somebody else in here. Steven in the chat says, Dibs is scared of Randall. You can tell in his, on the court while he's doing stupid. He won't tell him anything. I remember when IQ got in his face. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have some of that as well. Um, I guess we can sort of close it on this note. Big task in the chat says, what do you think of the Knicks trading for Giannis Antetokounmpo? That would be amazing if the Knicks could pull that off. 
I mean, you'd have to give up everybody except basically Jalen Brunson. But uh, yeah, I'll gladly rebuild with Giannis and Jalen Brunson anytime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Watch what happens in Milwaukee because Milwaukee is probably going to come to a crossroads here. They got to resign. They um they have to come to a decision about Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. They still don't have a coach. So Giannis said he wants to stay in Milwaukee, but obviously if Giannis is available, like Steven just said in the chat, it is a dream. Obviously, you go out and yeah. get Giannis. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> You give him everything. You give him you give him the team ownership if he wanted him. <laughs> yeah, give him the Empire State Building that lights up Houston Astros colors when Houston wins. Oh. <laughs> but um yeah, man, that's been episode eleven of the live podcast. Appreciate everyone of you tuning in. Um if you haven't done it already, hit that like like button, thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel. If you're on Apple or Spotify, this is going to be up. Um, soon please give us a rating as well chris man this has been fun any last words let's go knicks man miss miss watching the knicks play you know can't wait for more news to come out and thank you guys as always for the comments you know we appreciate you guys till next time right till next time indeed we'll be back man i mean as soon as news comes out maybe closer maybe in another week we'll be back doing these live streams um this has been fun man i mean we're kind of bored right now. There's <laughs> not really to talk about. So it's kind of cool yeah. just chopping it up about the New York Knicks, right? That, that's going to be the new name, chopping it up. Hey, man, <laughs> there we go. Chopping it up. Possibly every every week we'll be coming at you live and it should be fun. But I'm Anthony. That is Chris. As always, appreciate all you guys. Until next time, it's always let's go Knicks. Let's do this. Peace out, guys. Peace.